Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, it's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. What's up and welcome to The Art of Being Well. I am a leading functional medicine doctor. I get to consult people around the world via telehealth and I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, The Inflammation Spectrum, Ketotarian, and the newest book, Gut Feelings. If you want to learn more about my clinical work, the telehealth center, we have brand new telehealth patient options now open and lots of free resources there for you as well. You can check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. And listeners, almost every episode, we're giving away free healthy stuff. Today's episode, we're giving away a supplement set that I love. I take every day. It's called Gut Feelings. We released it whenever my book of the same title came out. And it's a blend of science-backed herbs and botanicals to support the microbiome mood axis, the gut-brain axis, how the gut is the second brain, but it's bi-directional. We have to support gut health to support our mood, but also different neurotropics, herbs, botanicals, adaptogens to support brain health as well and modulating optimal neural outputs, we have healthy digestion. So it's both sides of the same coin, the microbiome mood axis so the gut brain axis. It's called gut feelings. There's a gut supplement set and a feeling supplement as well. So you get both in the same set. All you have to do for a chance to win is head on over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review The Art of Being Well there. Tell us what you love about the show. And you can either leave your Instagram handle in the Apple Podcasts review itself or you could take a screenshot of that Apple Podcast review. Message me on Instagram at Dr. Will Cole. And I'll reach out to the winner. We'll randomly pick winner and we'll send out gut feeling supplements that straight to you. All right, good luck. Let's get to today's guest. Her name is Tori DeVito. She's an actress. She's an advocate. She's a philanthropist and producer. She's been on amazing shows like Chicago Med, as well as the CW's Vampire Diaries, One Tree Hill, 
as well as the ABC Family's hit Pretty Little Liars. Beyond her acting career, she's a yogi. She's become certified in Reiki, which has taken her practice to a new level. Let's get right to it. This is Tori DeVito's Art of Being Well. Tori DeVito, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having me. My goodness. This is a long time coming. And <laughs> I, I mean, I'm a fan of your work. And some people on my telehealth team are like also extremely, they are all probably outside the door, that fact that we're recording right now, because they are super fans of yours. So <laughs> and that's very sweet. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> no, <not. laughs> it, it, no, they love it. They're like, what the heck? You're talking to Tori DeVito. <laughs> no, they loved it. So I'd love, we started talking a little bit before we started recording and you know you're in Hollywood. You're you're an actress, but you know your your history of work is is in acting. And now you're outside of that LA bubble. I'd love to start there because that's always interesting for me. Because you know it's such such a you know bubble, especially with that industry. And now to be you're in Michigan now. Tell me about that. Yeah, you know it all kind of happened over 2020. I feel like you know if we can even say the gift that came out of COVID, I'm not even sure. But for me, the takeaway that was positive was it kind of like reset my mind in saying, okay, I've been going, 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 going for so long. I think it's time to kind of reassess and see what's important to me. And, you know, being around family is important to me. Creating my own family was important to me. Focusing more on my personal life was more important to me. And so I got this farm in Michigan. I didn't have intentions of living there full time yet, but I got this farm to kind of like give myself some roots outside of LA. And I was really over LA and New York. So when I left the last show that I was on, I just kind of plopped myself here in Michigan. And then I realized how much I loved it. And, you know, fortunately for me with my career, I can kind of be anywhere because I travel from my career. So I just love it. And I love not being in a big city and I love having a slower pace. I'm just, I, I feel very spiritually and soul connected here. Oh I just, my gosh. You're speaking my love language right now. I mean, <laughs> my wife is from LA. We used to live there, whatever. And I love, I love LA. I have family there. I go there for work, lots of friends, but I live in the middle of the woods, 17 acres, middle of Pennsylvania. I told Beautiful. you, Western Pennsylvania is more Michigan than than yeah. the East Coast for sure. So I get, I get you. I get you on a soul yes. level. Yes, <laughs> it is. It's healing, man. It's like it is. It's like a privilege to be able to say your home is medicine. Like that. Not everybody can say that. I get there's benefits uh -huh. of the city. No, no doubt. Like I love going to New York and it's cool. But it's like it's not therapeutic the way that nature is therapeutic. Right. I, I completely agree. And also, I don't think we realize how much like light pollution affects us and noise pollution. And, you mm -hmm. know, when a city is so loud, like the last time I was in New York and I love New York, I'm from New York. My, you know, my fam, a lot of my family still is in New York and I love going to visit, but I was sitting in my hotel room and I was like, it is so loud. And one of my favorite things about living on the farm and living in Michigan is when you shut the lights off and you turn off any noise you have going on in your house, it's silent. And it's so dark. At first, I will admit it scared the crap out of me. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. This is like a Freddy Krueger is going to come out at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> but once I got over my irrational fears, I was like, oh my God, I could never live any other way. 
I know it. And now you know what's happening right now. There are tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that live in the city that are listening to us talking right now and saying, shut the F up. Yes. I love the city. You <laughs> pompous windbags. Hey, we're just saying, don't knock it till you try it. Yes. That's all exactly. I'm saying. Yeah. And it's so funny because every time I'm with my dad in New York, he wants, he would love if I moved to New York. And every time we're eating at some amazing Italian bakery or restaurant, whatever, he always lifts up his fork and he goes, bet you can't get this in Michigan. And I'm like, you're not wrong, but I have land. I have peace. I have quiet. I have yeah, serenity. Right. So yeah. yeah, there's no air one, but Hey, you know. exactly. I mean, in my farm town, there's no Uber, there's no Postmates, there's no Uber yeah. Eats. You know what I mean? It is yeah. fend for yourself. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Taking it back to the nineties, man. It's yeah, like it's the nineties. Yeah, for, for real. So I, I know that wellness, your wellness journey, your spiritual journey, I'd love to really get into that. And like, has that always been a part of your life? I mean, you're, you're bent towards wellness and looking at life through a spiritual lens. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, as a kid, even it was, I was very, I was really into exploring things I didn't understand. And so, you know, for me, I was like, as a kid, I was very intrigued by like mythology. And then it translated into like being into the supernatural and like a Ouija boards, which is not spiritual, but I think I was searching for something. I didn't know what I was looking for. So I kind of tried all these avenues. And then once I hit my twenties, I kind of was able to hone in on more like what I was actually looking for as a kid when I, that I didn't even know that I was looking for. And yeah, it's, it's, it's so ever evolving and ever changing. And in that, I don't mean like growing in an exploratory way all the time. Like sometimes now I've noticed my spirituality is just stilling. You know, like in my twenties, I used to think, okay, I got to learn this. I got to have my crystals with me. I have to have this. I want to, I got to read this book. I got to read this. And now that I'm getting a little older, sometimes I realize I've been a little out of my practice. I'm a little out of myself and I'm like, that's okay. Maybe I need some hibernation. Maybe I need to sleep a little more. Like it, it just is always changing for me as to what the definition of spirituality is, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do you feel, I mean, when, as someone that had that fascination and wanting to research this stuff and different walks of life, different thoughts, different ideas. And as so I'm similar in that way. I know I'm speaking for myself, family and friends don't always get it. And you, it, and I know yeah. a lot of my patients too, like they're on their wellness journey, just on a physical health journey and they start looking, you know, changing the foods that they eat or taking supplements or doing different biohacking things. And people are like, what the heck? You're so weird. And I think, did you get that a lot growing up? And how do you handle that? Because some people don't care. I don't really care. But some people really like rocks their world when they get kind of shade from their family and friends. Yeah. You know, I don't mind. I feel like my little sister is like the closest person to me. And I feel like you know, every time I say something or I'm doing something new or I'm trying a new whatever, she, like her catchphrase for me is, oh God, because she does know like, okay, well, what is it now? And I just laugh at it. Honestly, I did. I think as a younger kid, I did go through a lot of like angst about feeling misunderstood, which I know is just like being a teen in general, but I felt like I didn't. And I still actually... I feel like I kind of still struggle with that a little bit. And I remember even in my twenties, I felt like 
so many people I knew had met somebody that was sort of like a mentor to them outside of their family. And I even struggled finding that. I always felt like I was kind of on my journey alone and I didn't really have anyone to look to. And when I did look to someone, it ended up kind of being a wrong path for me, which I always found was really interesting too. I do have certain friends that align in certain parts, but I don't have like one friend that aligns in every way I am and this and that. So there is a part of my journey and just a part of who I am as a person. Like my friends will always say too, even when I'm going through a hard time in my life, they're like, we know, like, you know, we're here. We know what you do. You kind of like break off process. Then you come and you kind of like share the information. But if you want to talk this time, let us know. So I kind of feel like I've, I've kind of always been like a little bit of like a lone wolf, Mm -hmm. but like 50% also like out there with people sharing the experience, but, but it doesn't bother me. You know, the only thing I think used to bother me is when I stopped eating meat and I would come to Michigan and a lot of my family would be like, ew, gross. What are you eating? And I was like, you're eating dead flesh. I'm eating a plant. How am I gross? <laughs> like that used to like, just really like more of like befuddling than anything else. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, but it doesn't bother me. I don't really care what people think. That's so funny. So how, <laughs> I knew you were a vegan. How long have you been a vegan? I'm actually not vegan. I've dabbled in veganism a bunch, but I haven't eaten meat since I was 24 and I'm 39. So like 15 years. Okay. So you're a vegetarian or pescatarian or? Vegetarian. A vegetarian. Okay. Got it. So you have eggs, you have milk and yes. those, those work for you. You can get some great grass fed raw milk in Michigan, I bet. Yeah. I mean, I don't drink milk. I just, I think like I'll have baked goods and if it's made with milk, I'm like, right. whatever, but I don't drink milk. I normally drink. I mean, I always drink a milk alternative. I think the only thing I really eat is egg. Yeah. 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 I love eggs, man. Egg yolks, one of nature's multivitamins. I, they don't work for everybody. I have telehealth patients that are egg <laughs> sensitive, can't have yeah. it, albumin sensitivities, and that can cross react as gluten for some people. So I, I'm not making a blanket statement, but for myself, sure. the nutrient density, the choline, the omega fatty acids, B vitamins, folate, B12, it's wonderful. Definitely. And for someone that is more plant-based, it's one of the best things, if you tolerate it, one of the best things, you know, to, to implement yeah. in. Yeah, sure. I enjoy it. And especially when you live in a farm town, you can find yes. like- fresh. Everybody just kind of puts them at the end of their driveway with a little yes. sign, just leave yes. like three bucks yes. at the day. You're like, great. Exactly. No, I mean, yeah, 100%. Like there's just a little cardboard sign with marker, leave a yeah. dollar, leave a couple dollars. Leave a dollar. <laughs> yeah, right, leave a dollar, however many. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. 
Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is. <laughs> As a functional medicine doctor, I know for every single one of our telehealth patients, we have to integrate both mental health and physical health into their protocol because it's bi-directional. One of the tools within our toolbox that we use at the clinic and have used for years is Talkspace, especially this time of year, honestly, because holidays can be, let's be honest, a lot for people. Talkspace offers both therapy and psychiatry from the comfort of your phone. And I know when we're recommending Talkspace for our patients, they can talk to their provider anytime And it's a little like having a mental health professional in your pocket. Money is oftentimes tight this time of year, but luckily Talkspace is in network with most insurance plans, so you only pay a small copay. Talkspace makes mental health care accessible for people and affordable for people. With Talkspace, you could sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider who is right for you, typically within just 48 hours. It's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions with your licensed therapist from the comfort of your home. There's no need to commute to make appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made very easy. Talkspace can also help with any specific challenges you might be facing. It's the number one online therapy platform with licensed therapists in over 150 specialties, including anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationship issues, and so much more. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash ABW. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash ABW to get $80 off of your first month and show your support for the art of being well. That's Talkspace.com slash ABW. From the offices of Create and Cultivate, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the host of Work Party, a podcast for ambitious women looking to create and cultivate the career of their dreams. Work Party is paving the way for a new generation of women, women who are redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. Every Wednesday, we bring in leading female powerhouses for real talk and BS-free advice on building your business. You'll hear from female founders, CEOs, entrepreneurs, creatives, and so many other badass ladies. Are you ready to create and cultivate the career of your dreams? Then tune into Work Party, the podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show and never miss an episode. Okay, so let's jump into, I know you're trained in Reiki, right? You're, tell me about that. I did. I only level one. 
So here's the fun part about being a Gemini. I feel like I know a little about everything and not really a lot about a little. So I have my head gets turned in so many directions when it comes to learning new things. I just love it. So, you know, that moment it happened to be Reiki. And so I <laughs> got trained level one Reiki with an energy healer that I've worked with forever, whom I absolutely adore named Janet Raptis. She lives in Georgia. I did this whole weekend with her and I've done a bunch of her retreats and she's a Reiki master. And she was like, you know, she did the certification for me and it was amazing. And then after that, like, you know, she also taught me how to read tarot cards. And then, you know, I took an Akashic records course as well. So I just love all of it. I love, love learning it. all of it. Love it. So, I mean, you know about Reiki more than I do for sure. So I would love I mean, I'm aware of the science around it. Let's say that I'm aware of the energy medicine as a whole. I've actually never done Reiki myself. I have telehealth patients who love it. It's complimentary to what we do. Can you, for people that are like, okay, I've heard of Reiki. It sounds like kind of out there, but what is it? It's actually not a new thing. Can you explain what Reiki is for people? Yeah, sure. I mean, and I'll also like say what it is for me and why it makes sense to me personally, but you know, it's, it's healing through energy, through the energy that we all have in our bodies. And obviously I'm not well-versed enough to get into the symbols that, you know, the Reiki masters will use and put into your hands and all that stuff, because it it actually has a lot of geometry to it and a lot of science to it that I'm not even going to try to pretend to regurgitate. And like you said, it is very, very old practice. That's the thing with all these. Unfortunately, like I feel like a lot of these practices have become so kind of trendy for lack of a better word, but really when you look at what they were, even yoga and how old it is and, you know, how sacred it all once was and still is in certain places. Reiki is that way. And for me, the reason it makes sense and the reason I loved it and the reason I felt so much benefit from it when somebody would do it to me is we are made up of so much energy. I mean, everything you do, if I drop this pencil, like the energetic wave, the ripple will go on forever. Everything is energy. So to not think that we don't obtain and have all this healing energy that we can share with each other mm-hmm. is so wild to me. And I felt the benefits of it and I can't really make sense of it fully. And I do believe that I am more open to it. And I think if you go into it with a closed mind, of course, you're not going to probably get the same benefits, but I think in a subconscious way, it'll still work on you. But yeah, it's just that healing through energy. Mm It's really beautiful. Yeah. Energy and touch. And, you know, it's even similar, not entirely, but you know, some people could lump acupuncture into energy medicine in many ways, right? I mean, you're stimulating the meridians. It's even though there's a physical tool being used, it's based off of energy medicine and chi. And, you know, that's way more accepted, I think. And I think in, in years to come, Reiki will have the same sort of, I think, less stigma around it or maybe sure. more awareness around it. It won't seem so fringe. Like acupuncture, at least, you know, even in my small yeah. town, it doesn't seem so fringe for people. Totally. I feel like acupuncture is definitely more widespread. Yeah, definitely. absolutely. And mm-hmm. wasn't always the case here in the States. Yeah. You mentioned Akashic Records. I've heard of this before. <laughs> I know nothing about it. I want to know mine, but I don't know how to. So what? tell, tell me about it. You're going to blow our minds because I don't know anything about it. 
So, you know, it all started because I went and got my Akashic records read and I was the same. I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And I was so intrigued by it that I went and took a course with this woman, Christina. I wish I could remember her last name right now and I'm blanking on it, but she's amazing. She trained under Linda Howe, who wrote all these books about the Akashic records and the Akashic records basically. And like I said, the way I can explain it, which when you read these books, they'll be able to explain it so much better. It's like everybody has an index, like a library of your soul, all the journeys it's been on, where it's meant to go, this and that. And so it's basically asking like your guides, your masters, your loved ones, you know, to tap in with you into that soul's index, that library. And through there, I mean, the amount of things you can do. I, I So there's a prayer that you say to open up. There's a prayer you say to close. And when you're in, you can like read the energy of land, like anything that has a vibration to it, animals, people. And I have personally had so many benefits of just even just meditating with the records open or just kind of like asking, what is it that I'm meant to know today? And for me, I kind of like live live under this umbrella of nothing could be true and everything could be true, right? Like I'm not sitting here saying 100%, I know that this is what's happening to me at the time. No, there could be some, but whatever it is helps me. Like we can't deny that we're on this huge spinning ball and we have so much energy, so many things about life that we don't understand, miracles, phenomenons, whatever. And whatever that all really is, I just love playing with it. And so if I'm sitting there tapping into the Akashic records and I I say the prayer and I'm getting answers that align me more with my higher good, then great. You know what I'm saying? And every time I've taken two courses with this woman, Christina, and they've been weekend long and they're so amazing. And I've always left like after like hour longs of just like getting chills and tapping into things and knowing things that I don't even know how they just came to me as a download like that. And I'm like, wait, what, how did I, cause we practice on each other in class and information about the person sitting in front of me and things coming to me that I would not know how they got there. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's so cool. And I just love playing with stuff like that. You know, yeah, I love it. Yeah. And honestly, I've been the same way. I think that we've mainstream scientific bodies, academics looking at these things we can't explain. We don't have the mechanisms of action, but when you look at things like these near-death experiences or past lives, I mean, thousands of cases, you, we don't know exactly what's going on, but something's going on. And, or you, Carl Jung and the synchronicity, like he did not know, he couldn't find out the causation of it, but there's something there with synchronicity that we can't explain. So yeah. I think I, that's what you're saying. And I'm the same way. Like, let's just be open to it. And um, totally. Yeah. And also I'm like, if you're not like, cool, do your thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know. And we, I've had would work for you. Exactly. I've had like Columbia researchers come on the show and show, say, well, whatever it is, people that have these spiritual practices tend to live longer, happier, yeah. healthier lives. So if nothing else, like you said, it all could be true, all could be nothing. Like right. I think of like, I think it's Rabbi Hillel. Rabbi Hillel was in like the first century, I think. He said, love your neighbor as yourself, love God, all the rest is commentary. I think that's mm-hmm. another way of thinking about it too. It's like, well, there's a lot of commentary. Everybody has their own 
you know, pontification. But at the end of the day, the research shows that people that have these practices and cultivate character qualities tend to live longer, healthier, happier lives. So I'm just curious about the different paths for different people. Yeah, I think tuning out the noise in that way, whatever helps you get more centered, get more grounded, it kind of extract the stress out of your life. I feel like the people that do have those long, healthy lives are normally people who have lower stress levels, right? And it's, you know, I mean, it is proven that meditation does calm your brain down, helps you sleep better, helps you like sleep and stress are so important. So if it's Reiki, if it's meditation, if it's Akashic Records, if it's, you know what I mean? Whatever it is, I think you're, you're so right. And like you said, it's been proven that people, you have a longer, I think, healthier life. Yeah. So you have a formal meditation practice. And if so, what does that look like? Yeah. So when I was 26, I did a, a transcendental meditation. Of course. Um, add it to your list of things you've done. Of course. <laughs> the Gemini traits just keep coming. Yeah. I, I took a transcendental meditation course and I loved it. So they, you know, they whisper your mantra to you. It's supposed to be just for you and for you only, and you never speak it aloud. And what I think is so crazy is that was 13 years ago and I've never once said my mantra out loud. It's almost like, I feel like, you know, it's like saying Voldemort out loud or something. Like you just like, (laughs) you don't do it, but I love it. You know, I haven't been as consistent as of late as I obviously used to be and would like to. So that's kind of what journey I'm on right now is kind of getting my morning practice in line and kind of getting my practice back. Cause I've been in a little bit of like, just do whatever hibernation mode, whatever, you know, kind of resetting at the moment. But whenever I am in line with my meditation practice, I just find that I can handle the world and conflicts and all the chaos so much better. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah, I I have patients, they treat it like a a meal, right? I I would call them metaphysical meals for that reason. It's like Uh, you can't like just skip meals every day or like going to the gym randomly. Like I'd rather someone go randomly versus not at all. But for them to say, well, it's not working for me if they do it randomly. It's like going to the gym randomly. You have to flex that mindfulness muscle or take in that meal of mindfulness every day or consistently at least and meet yourself where you're at. Don't become obsessive about it. But yeah, I see it be such a paradigm shift, even on labs, right? When we're tra- when we're dealing with the physiological stuff, it's really when people are consistent with the mind-body stuff, whether it's breath work or meditation or somatic practices or EMDR, whatever it is, to really regulate the nervous system is really what yeah. it is, I find. It's that poor vagal tone. And so much of us have dysregulated nervous systems and these tools. Yeah are all great ways to support that. And by the way, EMDR is something that, especially if somebody thinks, you know, even puts meditation in like a woo-woo category, and they're like, eh, like EMDR has so much science behind it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, especially for, and when I say trauma, I almost feel like trauma is a very triggering word for people to roll their eyes and be like, oh my God, trauma. Like, I'm, But yes, we all have trauma. And when my therapist had described something, I was a recurring thing that I was going through as PTSD. I was like, no, I've never, I didn't go to war. I haven't seen, you know, a body, you know, die in front of me in that way. Like I don't have PTSD. Like I felt like I was knocking the people that really, and she was like, no, 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 you do. A lot of people have it from, you know, whether it's childhood or some people get PTSD from their parents' divorce and to not judge it and to just go in and work on it. I think it's so important, but EMDR is something that I think it's, I, I had, 
I did that for a while and the benefits were just remarkable. Yeah. You know, it's profoundly when we integrate it into protocols for people who need it. One of the things we look at is an ACE score, an adverse childhood experience or event and looking at childhood trauma. But you say it's even beyond that. We have to you know, expand even what the ACE looks at. I think it's not about childhood. Yeah. It's about like a, or maybe a relationship when you were a teenager or a young adult. It's like these things are cumulative over time. And, and we, many people will, they don't have like the big, whatever. I wasn't like physically abused, right? I didn't go through right. some massive like genocide. That doesn't, it doesn't mean that it's not the event as much as how you received the event. And everybody has so much bio-individuality with what they're even capacity is to handle these sort of things. Right. And you can't judge it because it's hard. You know what I mean? It's, it's hard to, to want to say, okay, I have PTSD from this that I went through in my childhood. When you know, somebody went through so much, something so much worse. It's like, yeah, okay. Acknowledge that. But then also you've got to take care. You can't ignore the reactions you had to things because, you know, you, you got to fix these things, especially if you want to be able to contribute and, you know, help the way you want to help and go out into the world, you've got to do the work on yourself. And if you're just judging yourself, like, Mm -hmm. Oh no, I don't really have that. I have no triggers, no trauma, whatever. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be able to function on, you know what I mean? In the the level that you're going to want to go out into the world and function. And so, yeah, so important. A hundred percent. So for people that are interested in that, it's eye movement, desensitization and reprocessing. Go back, just go to drwillcole.com. I've written about it and there's lots of science. I've I talked about it in gut feelings to, in the book too. So- You know, I have the hardest time saying the word desensitization. It's so, so difficult. Desensitization. Yeah. It's such a difficult word. Desensitization. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't even make me think about it. No, I overthink about it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. If you're a longtime listener of The Art of Being Well, you probably know I've been drinking AG1 for many years. AG1 is foundational nutrition that supports so many different pathways 
in the body. As somebody that looks at labs for a living, for people around the world, it doesn't matter who you are. These are the most common nutrient deficiencies that I see on labs. And you're filling in the gaps with just one scoop of AG1 every day. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition continuously refining the formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. AG1 has high-quality ingredients, prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for your gut health, B vitamins for energy support, adaptogens to help balance your stress, antioxidants like vitamin C, zinc to support your immune system, all in one. AG1 has a team of doctors and scientists. It is tested for 950 contaminants and is NSF certified for sport. And it is formulated based on the latest science and maintains high quality standards. AG1 is the supplement I trust to provide to support my body needs daily. And that's why they've been a partner for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one year supply. You get a whole year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and also five free AG1 travel packs worth your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash Will Cole. That's drinkag1.com slash Will Cole. Check it out. One of the top things that we see at the telehealth center are people struggling with hair health. And our job is to look at labs and support hair health from the outside in as well as the inside out. One of the tools that we love here at the center to support hair health from the outside in is Vegamore. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R, Vegamore. It is a brand that's going to change your hair health forever. With Vegamore, you're able to see visibly thicker, fuller, shinier, longer hair, all without the harsh ingredients. Every little pink bottle of Vegamore products are 100% cruelty-free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. What's even better is Vegamore's value kits like the Grow, spelled G-R-O, the Grow Essentials Kit, where you get to try more than one amazing product at a great savings. When you sign up for a monthly subscription, you save more and you never run low on the products you need to take great care of your hair. The key here is consistency. I'm always telling my patients, you have to be consistent in your routine to get your most beautiful, healthy looking hair. I recommend using Vegamore's Grow Serum daily and you will notice your hair and your scalp will be flourishing. Give your hair the power of the little pink bottle with Vegamore for a limited time. The Art of Being Well listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash Will Cole and use code Will Cole at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash Will Cole. Code Will Cole to save 20% off on your first order. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash Will Cole and use code Will Cole. All right, I, I'm curious about this thought. You, you've done so many amazing things in the acting world. One Tree Hill, Chicago Med, Vampire Diaries, Pretty Little Liars, like shows that every American has heard of or watched or both. I know people in, when they're on set, it can be tough like staying healthy and like you're at the whim of the call times and all that stuff. You Tell me how you juggled that and how you currently juggle that, being on set and trying to stay healthy. And even people that aren't in Hollywood, people are okay, have busy lives and say the same thing to me, no matter what their job is. It's like, I can't find the time to do X, Y, and Z for my wellness. It's very tough on set to do that. So can you give us like what your pro tips are? Yeah, so I feel like, well, I feel just in general that 
you know, we move at such a faster pace these days. And I don't know if it's because of, well, actually, I think it's been scientifically proven that time is moving a little faster or something. Somebody was telling me about it. I didn't look too much into it because I can only take so much before I kind of freak out. <laughs> you're going to take, you're going to take a course on the speeding up time or something. <laughs> no, exactly. I'm like, I'm going to come back, you know, six months from now. Well, actually the science behind it though. No. But you know, when life is so crazy, the first thing that always falls off for me is working out and movement, anytime movement for my body, because my go-to when I'm feeling overwhelmed or when I get some downtime is I want to go into sloth mode. I'm such a person that needs recharging in silence by myself. So the last thing I want to do when I have a day off is go to the gym or go work out. It's just not the way I work. It's just not the way my body moves. So when I'm really busy and I'm on sets and I'm working, I feel like I do start feeling very sluggish in my body. My body's not very naturally flexible. So I get very tight, especially my hamstrings. I'm like, oh, I feel like to stay centered and to kind of keep up with stuff, honestly, the best thing I could possibly do for myself is not judge myself and not get frustrated with myself because. I'm exhausted and I need that extra sleep, but I wake up and I'm stressed all day because I didn't work out that day. I am in way worse shape. You know what I mean? Even if I go to the gym because I'm stressed, I, then I'm like double stressing. You got to just have grace. You know what I mean? For yourself like that is what I found is so important. And for me, if I take time to get quiet and to meditate to me is more important Obviously, it's so important to move your body and whatnot. But yeah, so just trying to do as much as I can, like always having water on me when I'm working is really important because you don't even realize like the day goes on and on and you're moving and you're moving and you're going from thing to thing and scene to scene. And all of a sudden you're like, I have had no water. (laughs) All I've had is maybe caffeine, you know, whatever that's keeping me alive at the moment. So when you remember to just like, even if it's five minutes before lunch, going back, sitting, meditating, make sure I drink water all day, and then really like prioritizing sleep. I feel like that's another thing we do. I feel like we get so stuck on what things look on the outside that it's like, no, I have to, I'm exhausted, but I have to wake up. I have to go to this class. I have to do this. It's like, actually for me, I can't speak for everyone. Having that extra hour sleep is so much more beneficial for me than getting up and forcing myself to do something. So trying to get good hours, getting, you know, going to sleep early, like that stuff kind of keeps me going. Amazing. Do you have any, for people that have trouble falling asleep or staying asleep, any, any pro tips to improve sleep quality? You know, it's so crazy. And I said this to my fiance the other day and he was like, no, you don't. I was like, I do. I actually count sheep backwards. I like to see the sheep jump in my mind and I count from a hundred and I go backwards when I can't sleep. That's amazing. It's so ridiculous because I don't even know if that's a method that actually has ever been proven that it works. But for some reason, since I was a kid, that's what I do. And then the best advice somebody gave me once, because I used to struggle like waking up and then not being able to fall back asleep. And they said, first of all, you laying there and resting is still doing something. So try not to try to fall asleep because the more you try, the more you're going to resist it. So just kind of laying, or I actually will kind of turn on my little book light and try to read because sometimes reading just knocks me out too. But yeah, again, I feel like everything goes back to just being easy with yourself mm-hmm. because again, like if I can't sleep and I'm like, oh, tossing and turning, I'm surely not going to fall asleep. Yeah. But- 
Yeah. It, there is a lot of, there can be for people, a lot of sleep anxiety where you're right, you're stressed and anxious about not yeah. sleeping. But these are good tips, really good tips. What do the sheep look like that you're counting backwards? I want to know. They like, like you know, fluffy. Like, it's like their bodies look like clouds. They got yes. these thick legs. With little, little black, black, yeah. black, black well, white. They're white in my head with okay. like a dark <laughs> blue background, like it's okay. a sky. Okay. I they love- got tan little legs. Yeah, I don't I, know. Just, you need to teach this course. <laughs> make it and then ha- have it for everybody. <laughs> it's so funny. You you mentioned your fiance. When are you, are you getting married soon or what's the... I am. Congratulations. We're getting married next year. I know we just booked a venue yesterday. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's a it's an exciting time for sure. Congratulations. Thank you. So your history, your career in Hollywood, has that changed? I'm always get curious to get this answer of someone who's been in this industry for a long time. Has it changed? Is it different now? You have streaming now. I'm so curious about this because the industry I just see peripherally, mm-hmm. but I don't, as someone that's in it, what's that like? It's so different. It has changed exponentially, especially since I started when I moved I started when I was 15 in Florida, but then I moved to LA when I was 18 years old. And there was a pace, excitement that I shouldn't say excitement, maybe excitement for lack of a better word, that I don't think exists anymore because I think a lot is on Zoom. A lot isn't in person anymore. And, you know, pilot season doesn't really exist because of streaming. So it's kind of all year round now. Mm-hmm. And there was just this, energy that equal parts made you want to keel over and die and equal parts gave you so much adrenaline that from you know january to like april march may was pilot season and you would have like five auditions a day get things last minute you had to cancel plans all the time you were like killing yourself learning these lines showing up screen tests the excitement And I just don't know that that exists anymore. And there was something that felt so hit the ground running. I'm here. And I think a lot of what sustained some actors and then kind of like cut out some of the competition too was like, do you want to cancel your plans? Do you want to stay up late and learn these lines? Do you have the work ethic to do this? Okay, try, go. Do you know what I mean? And not something that doesn't exist anymore, but now with taping, it's like you can do your tape so many times. When you walk into a casting office, you're lucky if they give you one extra try if you mess up. Do you know what I mean? Like that energy of, and also them feeling your vibe when you walk in, it just doesn't exist anymore. And I just would, no offense to kids now, I would hate coming up right now because it just feels so different. And you have to be such a content creator now. You have to not just be an actor. They want you to write your stuff and direct your stuff and have this and that. And I'm like, oh my God, like, no. So yeah, for me, the industry has changed so much, just totally different. Right. And the way that you know, I, I'm not, I, way above my pay grade. This is not my industry, but it just still fascinates me because it's yeah. it's a part of people's lives, right? And like, what's the sustainability of the way that it is now? Like I, I talked to somebody right. that's in the industry and she said, there. I think she the way she said it to me was like, there has to be advertising in these streaming services, like commercials again, like they're like, people are not getting paid. Like they're there. They're, we all have Netflix or, you know, a right. lot of us have Netflix and Hulu, but like people are not getting paid. Like, do you have any, like, what's the end game, I guess, with the way things are at right now? 
Yeah, I think that's hard. I mean, obviously, like we're all on strike right now for a reason. There's so much that needs to change because I think streaming just boomed way quicker than anybody knew. And, you know, people aren't getting paid for things. And then the whole threat of AI, which just in general, AI, like I would totally give up my cell phone and just live landline to landline like we did back in the 90s when we were kids to have the word AI just completely erased because it freaks me out. I hate it so much. (laughs) So many things about it just scare me. But yeah, there's just so much more now, you know, with even with YouTube and stuff, people are like, oh, why don't you start a channel? I'm like, a channel of what? Like, what? What does that even mean? You know, keeping up with all the social media apps, Instagram, Mm -hmm. Facebook, Threads, whatever is going on. It's like, it's just exhausting. And like I already said, like you just, you have to be a content creator now, even if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. And I find that to be really challenging. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad I've already kind of stuck my foot in the door before all this started, because starting from this point has got to be really hard. Yeah. I mean, you look at AI, I mean, you, and then the impact that's going to have societally and I don't have all the answers, but even as a writer, I've some, I've written four books. Like I've, like all of that's going to be like, I am, I'm concerned too on yeah. what it's going to do for writers of books, writers on yes. scripts and screenplays. I know that whole thing where you can put it in and it writes things for you now. I'm like, and people are like, isn't that great? And I'm like, no, it's yeah. just another way we cannot use our brains now. Like yeah. I feel like evolution, our brains are just can get smaller and smaller yeah. and smaller. Yeah. I know it. And the people that are behind it originally are the ones saying, okay, yeah, we need regulations around this, but it's like the beast has already been released. Well, it's like that documentary, The Social Dilemma, how they were like, the people who created the cell phones were like, I'd never let my kids have these things. And it's like, would you put them out there? (laughs) Now what do we do? Right. I know. What's the answer? What, what is the, I don't know, but at least we're raising awareness, I guess, people to think about yeah. this. Cause you know, you hear there's like a stream of thought and people don't question things. And hopefully maybe now they will question about how they're doing their life. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know, I love Skims underwear. So I finally tried their bras and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. I have, for years, been fascinated about the latest research around gut health, the gut-brain axis, all things, the neuroimmunoendocrine axis, sort of the intersection between your nervous system, your immune system, your endocrine system. And part of that, the subset of research, is studying around postbiotics. But up until now, there really hasn't been many supplements, honestly, on the market to support something called mitophagy, the flushing out of old, damaged mitochondria. So when I discovered this new compound called urolithin A, this postbiotic, I was very intrigued. 
It's derived from pomegranates, but it's extremely hard, nearly impossible to eat or drink enough pomegranates to get the scientifically proven therapeutic dose. MitoPure from Timeline Nutrition. They've created three ways to get your daily dose of 500 milligrams, that's the therapeutic dose, of urolithin A in their product, MitoPure. They've got a delicious vanilla protein powder that combines muscle building protein with cellular energy of MitoPure. They have a berry powder that mixes in smoothies or just about any drink. And also the soft gels, which I tend to have those in between consulting patients online. It's something just very easy. But what I would recommend is their starter pack. You can try all three forms and see which one is your favorite of MitoPure. Timeline is offering 10% off your first order of MitoPure. Go to timelinenutrition.com slash Will Cole. Use code Will Cole to get 10% off your order. That's T-I-M-E-L-I-N-E-N-U-T-R-I-T-I-O-N.com slash Will Cole. I recommend trying the starter pack again with all three formats. Have you heard about TN Dickinson's before? It is a brand that we love here at the Telehealth Center because they are trusted for gentle and effective personal care, first aid and skin care for over 150 years. TN Dickinson's 100% natural clinical grade witch hazel gently cleanses, soothes, and treats so many skin needs for the whole family. No matter what life throws your way, you can bet there's TN Dickinson's for that. When it comes down to it, TN Dickinson's is the definition of witch hazel. It's distilled to remove impurities and to extract the most effective plant elements. TN Dickinson's is the only all-natural clinical-grade witch hazel. TN Dickinson's 100% natural astringent is the number one astringent brand and suitable for everyone in the family. They have their witch hazel alcohol-free moisturizing astringent that we love here at the clinic. If you're looking for an alcohol-free product, TN Dickinson's moisturizing astringent is formulated with hyaluronic acid and aloe to hydrate and soothe the skin while cleansing. It's perfect for dry, sensitive, irritated skin. Bring this amazing witch hazel product into your skincare. You'll notice such a difference. All you have to do is visit tndickinson's.com slash for more information and to purchase. Again, that's tndickinson.com slash Will Cole. tndickinson's.com slash Will Cole. Farm life, do you have, a, you working the farm or you just live on a farm? What's it look like for you? So it feels like I'm working so hard every day on the farm and comparatively to like a real, real farm, I'm not, but I do, I wake, I have two goats and I have two ducks. And uh, we have three dogs and two cats. And even just waking up every morning, I'm not a morning person. I never have been. I always try because I feel like mornings are so sacred and so beautiful. I really struggle in the morning. <laughs> so, but I wake up early now because of my animals. And, you know, I got to go out there, clean the stalls, feed the animals. So they, it is a small amount of animals, but I still feel like it takes a good chunk of my morning every mm-hmm. morning. And, you know, then I try to make sure they get attention in the afternoon and then bringing them in back at night and stuff. And it's definitely added a new layer to my life, which is so, I feel like it's so beautiful. Like it makes me 
so present. I was, I was talking to my fiance about this the other day and I was like, I know it sounds silly, like cleaning a goat stall doesn't sound like an enjoyable process, but I just don't think of anything else. And like, I'm outside and I, I genuinely love it. Like I, I really do. It's great. Do you think you'll stay in the Midwest indefinitely now? Is that going to be your home base? Yeah, I do. My Jared, so I don't just keep saying my fiance, Jared, actually he works in Michigan. He's born and raised in Michigan. He has nothing to do with my industry, which is so refreshing <laughs> and so lovely. And I am so happy about it, but he works in Michigan. So, you know, we'll be here at least for a while. You know, he has a deep love for New England and stuff. So who knows, maybe one day we might venture somewhere else, but yeah. No matter where we go, we'll always keep the farm. I, I hope that one day, like my great, great grandchildren are like, oh, you know, I got engaged on that property, like so many memories. I just hope it gets passed down forever and forever. That's beautiful. That's so beautiful. How many acres do you have? I have eight and a half. It's amazing. Yeah, it's so lovely. So great. So, you know, the podcast is called The Art of Being Well. At the end of every episode, we have your art of being well. I'd love to pick your brain about this. This is Tori DeVito's Art of Being Well. First question is, what's your favorite superfood? Ooh, my favorite superfood. You know, I actually love, is this a superfood, spirulina? Yeah, that works. I think so. I feel like every time, and this is reminding me to go get it because I haven't taken it in so long, but the powder, if I put it in smoothies, because it does not taste good when you can't mask the taste, it's disgusting, I think. But when I consistently do it, I, I literally feel like I can see my, like a glow on my skin and I feel good. A lot of supplements and things, I just, for some reason, don't really feel a lot of benefits from. And that one in particular, I always do. Love it. I love spirulina, chlorella, all the yeah. blue-green the algaes, sea, the sea, <laughs> yeah. sea, the sea stuff. You do amazing philanthropic work, advocacy work. What What's one thing that you wish people knew more about the spaces that you advocate for? Oh, so without getting a little convoluted. So I think what's hard for me, and I, and I guess, you know, it's one of those things where you have to step back and realize everybody has their perspectives. But the one thing I wish, everything I advocate for is something to me that I feel like is all ties into humanity and it all ties into love. And so when people come back at me with such an aggressive, like, you're, you don't know what you're talking about. You're an idiot. Or like, we need to, you know, blah, 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 whatever. I always get so stunned because I'm like, wait a second. I was just literally talking about us just having a kinder world. How I get after all this time still, I still get so stunned by it. And so there's a part of me that wishes somehow if I could just like do a magic wand, like everybody could just hear the message of like humanity and love and just kind of, even if you disagree, just like bring it yeah. down a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know, but yeah, that gets me every time. Every time I put something out there, I get excited and I'll look at my comments to be like, oh, is it going to be like a sharing of love? And then people are like, I hate you. And I'm like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> I, I was what? I still get so taken aback. Yeah. That, okay. That's a nice question I have. Do you think that we're better or worse off with social media? That's a really, really tricky answer because my first instinct is to say worse off, hands down. I think it's not good for people's self-esteem. I think it's damaging our eyes. I think it's damaging our brain. I think it's making us, it's dumbing us down for sure. But on the flip side of that, I feel like 
current events and politically, I definitely know I know more than I used to before this phone. I feel like I didn't, I didn't know. I I feel like I didn't know anything before this phone. I'm like, oh my God. And kids are so informed and I do think knowledge is power. And I think that's beautiful. But when you're screaming through your phone and you're getting in debates through your phone, how much is that actually helping? I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. You know, I, so I guess if I had to pick one, I'd say make it worse. Yeah. Or like, is there a way? I, I don't think any, very few of us have figured out the the quote unquote balance with it. Like if there is totally. one, because it's set up, you mentioned social dilemma. It's set up for do, like to make it more addictive and yeah. overuse it. And, you know, I think you're right. It's a double-edged sword. We, if we harness only the good bits, is that possible? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. If, if the trade-off, if, if, if you have to have the trade-off. Do you have any tips for people that have worked for you to have healthier boundaries with, with technology? I mean, honestly, I think one of the best things I do is I purposely don't charge my phone a lot. Like I don't charge it overnight. So it dies kind of midday. <laughs> which drives everybody in my life crazy. They're like, my Jared is always like, of course you only have 5% of your battery. Like, do you ever have more? And I'm like, Hey, it works for me because then sometimes when it dies and I'm all the way in one room and I'm like, I don't want to go get the charger. Then I just put it aside. And I notice I start doing things. All right. I'll read. Even if I just like sit in front of the TV for a second, like I'm not scroll because it's it is that addiction of that dopamine hit. Even I, who tries to get off social media so many times, this and that, I'll find myself picking it up and just looking for no good reason, and I'm not even aware that I'm looking. It takes like a good thirty seconds to go like, wait, why did I just open this? Mm-hmm. Anyone want to open this? Yeah. So yeah, I mm, let your phone die. <laughs> I love it. I kill your phone daily. <laughs> Let it slowly just run out of air. <laughs> I, I've never heard that tip before. That's really funny and, and good. I could see that working. What's the worst tasting healthy food? You, you It tastes disgusting, but you still eat it because it it's good for you. Oh, uh, worst tasting healthy Some people don't food. have any. Some people are like, no, Dr. Cole, I love everything I eat. And I'm the glutton for punishment, but no, I've definitely had some, like, I'm not a big fan, like wheatgrass shots. No bueno. <laughs> don't love them. Yeah. Wheatgrass shots <laughs> are up do there. it, yeah. but I don't love it. Yeah, exactly. Do you, strange question. Do you have a favorite deodorant? Some people, you know, use the conventional stuff because it quote unquote works better. Some people have found some more non-toxic, healthier versions and love it. Do you have any people want to know? Deodorants. Yeah. So first of all, fun fact about me. I hate that word. I struggle saying it. I can't say it. I don't know what it is. I hate it. And I'm also weird about sharing it with people. Like if you are my best friend or my sister and you have to share it, just go into my bathroom. This is a PSA for Joy. Just go into my bathroom and use it. Don't tell me. Like, I just don't want to know. <laughs> I'm very weird about this thing. I don't know why. But so uh, no, I don't like the like chemical stuff. I also am a big weirdo in a sense that I would rather, even if you've been sweating, I would rather smell somebody in their natural state, even if it's not great, than smell with like fake, like axe, whatever it is. Like Mm -hmm. that stuff is, it overpowers me. I have a very sensitive nose and it's so like those like Febreze type smells. Do you know what I mean? That fake. The worst. I can't stand those. So any deodorants that like smell like that 
out. Yeah. So I did find one because then I, I found that some of the natural ones were making somebody smell worse. They were like, I'm actually like going the opposite way. I was like, this is horrible. I might as well just not wear any. And I really didn't wear any for a while. And then I found this one. It popped up as an ad on Instagram. So like, <laughs> this is a positive. <laughs> I think it's called, and I can't remember the name. Maybe it's C-U-R-I-E, Curie. Okay. It's something like that. But it was some from somebody who went on Shark Tank and one of the sharks bought it. And I was like, okay, well, if the sharks bought it and some shark tank, let me try it. I got it. And I'm telling you, like I play tennis all, I love playing tennis. That is my one activity that will get me out of the house. It's perfection. Curie. The only thing I've ever found that actually works. Shout out to Curie. We'll have to check that out. And the, clean. Clean. Do you have a favorite like scent? Yes. It's the orange one. Okay. I don't know what it is, but it's the orange one I like so far the best. I've tried the green and the orange and out of those two, I like the orange. Got it. And I I agree with you about like the the Febreze smell or like some of the Glade smells or the car freshener. Does anyone actually like those? I, I, I and they must. They I've must gone into like too many that. cars where it's overpowered and yes. I instantly get very nauseous. Yeah, like, I do too. Oh I've gotten sick in Ubers and I don't have the heart and I should, I should just say, can you please throw that out the window? I don't know what you would do with it. I'll, I'll pay you for yeah, it. Like, I, can, I, can't, just, I can't, but I've gotten full on sick from it. Like, and stuck yeah. in traffic in there for 45 minutes. It's horrible. I don't, and I'm not even a quote unquote sensitive person in that way. I just yeah. am not used to smelling in toxins for 45 minutes. It's just like yeah. miserable. You know what the worst smell for me though? If anybody is wearing deodorant that smells like baby powder, I'm out. Yeah. Who wants to smell like a baby's butt? No. In your thirties. No. Just a baby. Just a baby. Just a baby. That's a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Coffee or tea, if you had to pick? Tea, because I love matcha, which is tea, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a green tea. Derivative of green tea. Yeah. It's a type of green tea. How do you just do traditional matcha? Do you like do a matcha latte? What's it, what's it look like for you? In the mornings, do the matcha powder with like an almond milk or something like that. But there's this one place that I'm really addicted to. It's probably not great for me, but they'll do like an iced matcha because I don't like it sweetened. Mm-hmm. But then they do a coconut cold foam on top. Ooh, that's good. That sounds good. It sounds amazing. <laughs> do you take supplements? And if you do, what supplements are like your favorite ones to take? Like let's maybe your top two. Yes. So I started going to one of those like concierge medicine type places. Uh, I just wanted to get a bunch of blood work not, done. And not, just, not me. It's okay. It's all right. It's fine. It's <laughs> a, and we'll take it personally. Um, I just wanted to get healthy finally. So they put me on, we did like a bunch of detoxing and now this stuff that I'm on, I think my favorite is actually iron because I don't bruise nearly as much. I had no idea how iron deficient I was. I was chewing ice constantly, which drives my mother crazy. So I would do it only in the privacy of my own car because I know it <laughs> really is a trigger for some people. And I literally have no desire to chew ice now that my iron levels are good. And I thought that was always a myth and it's not. And I don't know that it can be explained why chewing ice is correlated with iron deficiency, but I think that's the first time I've ever really taken something and seen it work in that way. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. cool. I'm glad you brought that up. It is something that I see on labs a lot for anybody, but you yeah. being more plant-based, you are more prone for that. Yes. But anybody can. I see lots of omnivores that are iron deficient yeah. too. Yeah. It's vitamin C can help with absorption too for people. Yeah. It's 
huge. Get your iron levels, get your iron saturation, get your yes. total iron binding capacity, get your ferritin levels test, your whole MC series, hemoglobin. People should know that because it's, yeah. I mean, hair issues, energy, yeah. hormonal problems. Massive. Crazy. And then you also don't realize, because I did the whole thing, like the gut thing, the blood thing, like all this mm. stuff. You also don't realize how much is wrong with your gut. Yeah. Oh my God. That was eye-opening to me. She was like, well, I actually, like the, the bacteria you can have, all that stuff. And you're like, wait, that's living inside of me. Get it out. Get it out. <laughs> <laughs> it is a little science fiction. Yeah. More, we're more bacteria than human. It's trippy when you think about it. And these things influence your actual mood and emotions and how your brain's expressing itself. Something not you. <laughs> it's pretty profound. What's your favorite restaurant in the world? Maybe it's in New York with your dad. What's your favorite restaurant in the world? And when you're there, what do you order? So one of my favorite restaurants, just because it's so nostalgic to me, actually just closed down in New York. And I'm so bummed about it. It was called Cataldo's. It was an Italian restaurant near my dad's in New York. And they just, they were from Italy, from Sicily. My dad has a lot of family still in Sicily. So he became fast friends with them. They would, you know, come over, stop by. And the food was so authentic and so good. And for me, sometimes like I just love a bowl of rigatoni with red sauce and like a dollop of ricotta cheese. Oh my God. And their sauce was just so amazing, but everything was so good. Their pizzas, their pastas, like everything. I loved it. So I guess then my backup would be sweet chick because they have vegan fried chicken, which I know is processed and not good for you, but we don't have any of those kind of things here at the farm. So yeah. I like to get my bad food fix in it's when I go to your, your vegan sparge food. What what's yeah. is it in New York? Yeah, they okay. yes. I think there might be one in LA too, but yeah, they have a vegan chicken, fried chicken and waffles. I would be curious to see what's in that, but hey, look, we're looking on taste, favorite that's what I I know. I know. <laughs> but that's the thing, that's a good thing. Like I can't find that stuff here. There's yeah. not vegan restaurants near me. So when I go to when I go to New York, I bring my big jeans. I don't even bring anything that's tight. You know what I mean? Like it is all about food when I go home and I see my it. dad. So. Love it. Have you ever been to the butcher's daughter? Yes. No, that's, it's a vegetarian place. In, Isn't there one in, there's one in Chicago. There may be. No, I, the ones I, 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 I butcher's daughter that I know, there's one in New York. There's a few locations in New York, Brooklyn and in um, Venice on Abbott Kinney. Oh, yes. That's why Brooklyn. My dad lives in Brooklyn. So yes, we have been to that. He yeah. just took me to that. Yes. It's, it's very vegetarian and it's yes. it's delicious. And it's good, healthy okay. food too. It's really good food. And Hugh Kitchen, man, I rest in peace to Hugh Kitchen. If you don't know Hugh Kitchen, New York, but it's now no. you just get the chocolate bars, but the Hugh chocolate bars, they used to have a restaurant in New York. I went there once. I remember that. It's closed? It's closed. COVID. What a I mean, bummer. I mean, there was strategic, but I mean, look. They're okay. a great, they're a great company, but you know, a lot of places closed during COVID. I don't know the reasons why yeah. they closed, but, um, yeah, their chocolate's amazing. It is. We can Good still get chocolate. the chocolate at least. There's that, <laughs> there's that thing. Do, do you know so much? I mean, you've studied so much in different things. Do you know, most people don't know the answer to this. Do you know what Enneagram you are, which is the personality test, how you see the world? Do you know your Enneagram? Is that the number? Yes. One through I nine. I think I have a five. I'm a five and I felt like you were a five. Really? Yes. I felt like, okay, cool. she's a five. The way that you study different things, a researcher, because we're researchers. 
there you go. Yeah, that's why I that's why you study all these different things. That's the same way I have like certifications and everything. <laughs> Not <laughs> Akashic so re- records, but every, pretty, a lot of yeah. other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, I'm a five wing four. And our animal, if you're five, is is like the av- sort of avatar symbol, right, if you will, of five is an owl, which I think Ooh. personifies that sort of I love that. I love information owl. gatherer. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Last question. What's a book that you've read in the last year? It could be fiction, nonfiction, that just like really was like blew your mind. Ooh. Oh my gosh. So many because I read a lot of fiction. So, so many because I love like sci-fi stuff. So I just read all those, like the Court of Roses or Thorns or whatever, that whole series. And the two first books are like 700 pages each. And I read them both in a week. That's how much I love them. And then I wrote, read The Fourth Wind recently, which I loved. And Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow was a book I read recently that I think sat with me the most. I really liked that story. I felt like that was a really good, good read. Amazing. Great tip. I, I've had a few guests that are f- passionate about the science fiction and they've really gotten, and you including, are now like, I need to like, give it a try. I've never. Yeah. Well, you, I don't know if you'll love, that's not really, it's, it's more like fantasy, these ones that okay. I just said, you know what I mean? And they're yeah. like living like a fairy realm. It's like fairies and humans. I love it. It's an escapism, right? It's better than being on your totally. damn, damn phone. Pick totally. up, a, pick up a book. Imagine. Yes. That's another great tip. If you go anywhere, just bring a book in your car. Because I remember before cell phones, I used to go to the grocery store and I'd have my book and I'd wait in line at the grocery store and I'd move up. And now people look at you like you're crazy. And I'm like, but you're reading your phone the same way I'm reading my book. So if you're going to pull out your phone, I'm just going to pull out my book. Even if it's for like a paragraph, just and then I'll put it away. So instead of you use a book, like you would use your phone. I love that. That's a wonderful tip to start making that the reflexive thing. Yes. Instead of the other way around. Wow. I love this. This has been great conversation, Tori. Two Enneagram Five Farmers chatting for about an hour. <laughs> where where can people go to learn more about your work, your philanthropic work, all the all the stuff? I do have an Instagram. It's just at Tori DeVito. And that's where I that post all the things I'm doing. And I can't believe I'm promoting Instagram now after the conversation we just had, but stay la vie. But yeah, that's 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 the place. Go on it, check it out, then turn your phone off and pick and up the book. Let it let it die. <laughs> let <your phone laughs> yeah, die. kill your kill your phone. <laughs> thanks so much for coming. Yeah, thanks. Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com slash podcast. I'll be back again next Thursday, and I hope you will too. Talk soon.
note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.